a stranger with a gun came upon two teens taking pictures under a rising full moon. But violence is only the beginning of this story. Sometimes I thought, there are no miracles. Yeah, there are. And this is a big one. I'm Amy Donaldson, and I've spent my career talking about how lives are undone by violence. The Letter is a podcast about how lives are remade. Follow The Letter at theletterpodcast.com or wherever you get your podcasts. Lights. Camera. Action. It's the KSL Movie Show. The natives in the Amazon worshipped it like a god. With Doug Wright and Steve Sales. The week's big movie review, movie news, trivia, games, and prizes. All on the KSL Movie Show. Here's Doug Wright. This is a man, a handsome, muscular man. On KSL News Radio 102.7 FM and 1160 AM. Ah, yes, indeed. It's the movie show. Here at KSL News Radio. But we probably, Stephen, ought to actually open the program as we should do appropriately with the movie show preview sponsored by our friends at Call Climate Services. The following preview has been rated G and is appropriate for all audiences. Coming up on today's movie show, the big movie review. Okay, the big movie review of the week is going to be memory. Yes. You know, talk about an interesting premise that basically you have a hardened, seasoned killer who is a contract killer who just, you know, we've seen this portrayed in a million different movies, but how many of them have had onset of, like, Alzheimer's dementia? And imagine all those movies we've seen where the person is putting the sticky notes on the door and the sticky notes on the fridge. This guy's writing what he's supposed to do, who he's supposed to kill, everything else. And he's got his little iPad with him, you know, to, re- to remind him who's actually supposed to get shot. And it's played by Liam Neeson. Now, his his co-star in this movie is Guy Pierce, who was in Memento. Remember right. that? That's Where he right. was leaving notes for himself. And they're nemesis, of course, you know, because Guy Pierce is on the law side. Yeah. But it, it's interesting. There's all kinds of intrigue that goes on, and we'll talk about it more. But basically... This guy does have some standards, and he won't kill kids. Well, yeah, that, yeah. I think that's a good place to draw a line. That's a good place to draw the line. So memory, we're going to be doing that. Plus, we've got other things, Green Ghost and the Masters of the Stone. What in the world is this? Uh, it's a guy who literally owns a car dealership and yep. makes a movie. <laughs> Make some movie about his uh, adopted grandmother. Uh, it, it it sort of wants to be a superhero movie, uh-huh. but it does have Danny Trejo. Okay. And well, you know when you have he makes him, fun of machete. I mean, <laughs> it's okay. it's pretty bad. Have you noticed how some folks are kind of the designator hitting hitter within their culture, within their race, within their whatever? I mean, right now, for example. If you're looking for an indigenous American to play in whatever, whether it's Hell or High Water, whether it's Yellowstone, or whether it's now in Under the Banner of Heaven, it's Gil Wilming? Birmingham. Birmingham. I mean, but he, I was so happy to see him, I even know. though his character is completely made up. No, and he's and he's great. He yeah, is. Yeah. He's great. He's kind of the voice of. Really? What's going on here in Utah? So, Under the Banner of Heaven, I will also talk about, and boy, I get a lot of people asking me about that. We had a little Star Chamber dinner last night with uh, my friends, uh, and uh, everybody, have you seen Under the Banner of Heaven yet? Have you seen it? And 
So a lot of buzz about that. Uh, Ozark. You like Ozark a lot. I did until the last 10 minutes. Oh, no. I'm sick. Well, now I'm interested in what happened in the final act. Did the arc of the character go south? You know, the third act is the hardest thing to do. And And it is a brilliant show. And the final 10 minutes, like, no. Oh, I know, I know. Okay. Down's looking at my daughter called me. Says, "What are you talking about?" I'm like, "I can't tell you. You're just going <laughs> to have to see for yourself." Uh huh. Number five is the offer. The offer. You're going to want to see this. Okay. This is the making of The Godfather. Ooh. And it has like Bobby Evans in it, uh, Francis Ford Coppola. Yeah, I was so pleased at the Oscars. You know, when Coppola gave kudos to Bob Evans, yeah. I mean, he, he was a bizarre guy in the Paramount Wonder Boy. He was in, you know, The Sun Also Rises. That's where the title of his book, The Kid Stays in the Picture, that was, uh, that was oh, come on, what's her name? Uh, Frank Sinatra dated her and uh, was in love with her. Ava Gardner. Oh, yes. And Ava Gardner, they were going to kick him off. And she goes, The Kid Stays in the Picture. Oh, wait till you see who plays him. It's Matthew Good, who's been in a lot of great... He's Perfect. this handsome dude. Um, Miles Teller plays Al Ruddy, who was the the young guy who says, all right, you kid, you're going to produce this movie. And uh, it's just, it's really, I saw the first episode. I'm looking and I'm forward like, to it. Yeah, it's really good. All right. And then we have the Tomb of Joseph. Big question marks behind that. Well, I, gonna... we yeah. didn't cross connect and we did not get okay. a chance to see it. So, All right. So what else have we got coming up? we got our movie news, and we've got uh, Kyle Larson is going to join us. We've gotten a real kick out of getting to know him. You know, some of the creative things he did to keep the Water Garden Theaters alive down in Utah County. Oh, sure, yeah. Turning it into we a— We call him MacGyver. Oh, he, he's amazing. I mean, he had, a, you know, the folks next door that kind of plowed up the field and leveled it off so he could have a—what was it, four? Yeah, I think they did four uh, outdoor— four. He's some hanging on the side of his building and sure. everything else. So anyway, uh, I think he see is. See what he's up to now? He's down at CinemaCon, I think, right oh. now. So uh, anyway, we'll see what uh, what he's up to. I've, I've gotten a real kick out of getting to know him. And let's see, what else have we got? The movie show top ten. Oh, boy, are these folks right here at Rough Tough in for a treat. When we do the movie show top ten. Uh, I'm going to have to crawl under one of these right. covers. <laughs> well, they'll all be crawling under going, oh, what's happening to us? <laughs> yes. And, of course, telephone torture. Now, because of the anniversary of KSL, 100 years, we're going to be giving away some uh, tickets to the upcoming uh, movie screening that we're going to do. Yeah. On Is it the 16th? The 16th, which is a Monday night. It's at the yeah. Gateway Theater, 7 o'clock. You're going to want to be there a little early because we're going to have a really good yeah, time. Yeah, the pregame starts at 6. Yeah, the pregame or the, or the, the you know, the, the riot squad will be there, you know, at uh, 6 o'clock. So anyway, we're going to give away tickets. And uh, as we talked about this in a meeting yesterday, we're going to give away a set of tickets each hour. Okay. And we're going to throw it in and add it in on telephone torture. So nice. I mean, count them. That is like eight tickets we're getting. And what away. are we going to show them? What, are, what movie? Oh, this Doctor Strange. Okay. Yeah, the multiverse of whatever it is this time. So <laughs> the multiverse of madness. Madness, of course. So that's uh, coming up. And now the big movie review. Doug and Steve tell you exactly what they think of the biggest release of the week. Okay, and the big movie review of the week is called Memory. Here we go. Three people likely killed with the same weapon. 
What's that? Found them on the floor. Your shooter's losing his mind. Anything else I can do for you? The room number again? It's on the key holder. Ah. The retainer for your services is $10 million. Call the contractor. I don't hurt children, ever. Listen to me very carefully. The girl stays alive. You're answerable to me. Boy, you know, the kid stays in the picture, the girl stays alive. And that's kind of a uh, the, the crux of, of where the movie goes. At first, it's just kind of your basic assassination. The, the interesting wrinkle is the fact that Liam Neeson, who is the hitter, is, you know, you heard him losing his mind. Well, it's, it's Alzheimer's. And, yeah. the, and, oh, you know, it's a little unnerving when he kind of rolls back his sleeve and he's, you know, writing room numbers down and different things like that. And it's the equivalent of those little yellow notes on the fridge. But it is so dark, and these people are covering. I mean, it doesn't matter who gets hit as long as this. The kingpin in this one is a woman who's protecting this empire and the seediest, crappiest stuff you can possibly imagine. I mean, child sex trafficking and everything else. And it kind of opens with this guy who's peddling his own daughter which is just heartbreaking and the the you know they're they're trying to do a sting here and you know poor guy pierce you know or it is guy pierce Pierce. Uh, all of a sudden he he is so appalled and you know what do you do i thought there was two bad guys i know liam's like dispatches that one guy in front of his mother i know like dude i know it they're just taking these folks out but you know, and it turns out the king pin or the king woman here, her son is so actively involved in this. Oh, he's a total sleaze he's bag. He's a total sleaze bag. That was Monica Bellucci, by yeah. the way. Yeah, and she she is amazing. And, you know, she's one of those women who's just determined she's kind of got her own private physician who's, you know, doing everything to keep her healthy and keep her young. It's almost one of those, you yeah. know, type things. Yeah. And, you know, she and she she even sends her doctor on a hit. That's where you hear, I'll give you ten million dollars. And if you don't, basically, you're dead. Yeah. And so how do you answer that question? Yeah, they're trying to knock over, you know, Liam when he's in the the hospital. And oh, my goodness, it it is. It's really convoluted. But I have to admit, I kind of got sucked into this movie. At least there was a little redeeming factor. And when you hear the ultimatum. You know, he goes to this one guy who's, again, talk about sleazebags everywhere, and he basically says, the girl stays alive. I know where you live type thing. Of course, right. he has By to write way, it down. This is the guy that's actually put out the contract. That's so right. You're telling your boss. Right. And he represents the woman. Yeah. You know, so, I mean, it goes up the There's food chain. chain. Yeah. But he's, she's, he's the one that has given the instruction. Well, he turns around and just goes, I do not kill children. This girl stays alive or you're dead. Well, it's interesting how this unfolds. I thought it was a real interesting, uh, you know, Liam Neeson, is. it's hard not to like his movies. He's just such an appealing person, even when he's playing a hit man, for heaven's sake. You know, it's not great. It's not going to win any Academy Awards. uh, But I thought the interesting wrinkle with the Alzheimer's and a hit man was kind of unique. I mean, this is like, uh, you know, two and a half, three star movie. You know, it's kind of in that range. We've seen worse Liam Neeson movies, although my dentist, I, he goes, what's coming out this week? And I, I said, Liam Neeson. He goes, I don't care. I don't even I'll care what it's it. about. Right. I, I go. My dad goes. And that's what this is. It's yep. Liam Neeson in the twilight of his career doing something that's not super, you know, he's done Schindler's List and some great stuff in the past. This is not that. No, this is not that.
This is just Liam, you know, kicking some tail and eventually being the hitman with a heart of gold. Yeah, uh, yeah, and you just and Guy Pierce has got you know he's got gravitas. He's a great actor. He is a good actor, he, and, he and truly so there's is. there's some elements of this that make it worth seeing. And yeah, so what's your grade? A mi- a B minus. Yeah, B, we're we're exactly on the same page with this. But I'm I'm with your dentist. I, if Liam Neeson's in it, I've got to see it. It's kind of like Sean Connery, and even when he did the League of Extraordinary Gentlemen, you go, well. I can forget. Yeah, him. he really hated that movie. Oh, and, and this is better than that this by is a long shot. That, yes. Okay, so the big movie this week is called Memory. Isn't that amazing the number of movies now we're seeing that do deal with memory? You know, people are living longer, and these are things that when when I was a kid, you, you know, I mean, grandma was just getting a little forgetful and things like that, and then you know, but now that people are living into their late eighties and nineties and even beyond. You know, it's kind of if, if, if cancer doesn't get, you know, I had a physician once say, you know, eventually cancer would get anybody if you live long enough. Well, it looks like, you know, kind of memory loss and Alzheimer's and so That's on. That's almost harder to take because they're it's still much, there. It's much harder to take because they're still physically there. But uh, and it's, 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 it's kind, kind of, of amazing. And the, the, but this is one of the more unique memory loss movies I've ever seen. Yeah, and okay. it's Liam. So And it's Liam. So what, what can do? you say? All right, it's out in theaters. How wide is the release? It is wide release. Uh, I don't have an exact number, but it's probably around 4,000 screens. Oh, that's big. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's healthy. All right, memory, it is, and it is rated R. It is rated R. The Movie Show. Oh, you are hard to look at. You look like the topographical map of Utah. Exactly. On KSL News Radio 102.7 FM and 1160 AM. One of my favorite Utah references of all time, and it's in Deadpool. <laughs> so bizarre. Okay, Stephen. Sir. I think we ought to do a little movie news. Here we go. This is Lowell Thomas speaking, flashing to you the news of the world. We return now to the KSL Newsreel. The biggest stories from the world of movies, cinema, and the star-studded glamour of Hollywood. Okay, Stephen. You know, we've kind of almost turned this into a joke now. Uh, the number of rip-offs and continuations of and whatever verse we're in, whether it's DC, whether it's Marvel or anything else, even animated, you know, which some are really good, like Spider-Verse, but, you know, Super Pets. and uh, Well, now we have Sony, so that puts me a little on edge yeah, right there. You're nervous. So, yeah, I'm, I'm nervous. That's kind of like just, you know, off-Broadway. <laughs> so, anyway... So what we've got is El Muerto and a Spider-Man spinoff that stars, are you familiar with Bad Bunny? Yes. Okay. Bad Bunny will be the first live-action Latino lead, and apparently El Muerto will be released in theaters on January 12th of 2024. And for those not familiar with Bad Bunny, Benito Antonio Martinez Ocasio who is a Puerto Rican musician, producer, actor, professional wrestler, and Spotify's most streamed artist, by the way, in 2020 and 2021. So anyway, he's been in F9. He was um, the lookout, uh, Narcos. And let's see, what else have we got? Anyway, he's a super-powered wrestler, Steve. Cool. So this is going to be right up your alley. So there you go. Yeah. Top that. Well, Olivia Wilde. Oh. Have you heard this story? No, but she's gorgeous. She is, but she was also put on the spot. She was at CinemaCon yeah. 
to promote a movie upcoming with her boyfriend now, Harry Styles, okay. and Florence Pugh. It's supposed right. to be kind of sassy. Somebody slid an envelope onto the stage and said personal and confidential or whatever. She picked it up, and it was custody papers from Jason Sudeikis. So she was being served? She was being served while she was on, on stage. stage. Now, oh. in fairness, Jason was mortified. He, you know, you Yeah, this is Ted Lasso. Yes. Holy smoke, Ted doesn't do that. He wouldn't ever do that. And he's like, I am mortified. I had no knowledge that they were going to serve her. But once you, you know, hire a serving oh, company. Oh, yeah, they just do it however they can. And so they figured out that the person had CinemaCon credentials. And I don't know what they were thinking, but, boy, CinemaCon is furious. Boy, no kidding. Jason's ticked. You know, it's And Olivia, she just cruised right through. I mean, how many times have we – there's a time, place, and manner for everything. Right. Come on. Yeah. Wow. Well, I'm glad Ted Lasso feels bad about that. Oh, he was mortified. Okay. Well, apparently – and here's – let me give you the headline first. Avatar 2 is officially titled Avatar – the way of water, and those who are at Comic-Con apparently got to see the first trailer. We won't see it until the multiverse, the, the Doctor Strange. Yeah, it'll be a, a trailer. At anyway, James Cameron appeared in the pre-recorded message, and uh, he said he's excited for the world to see Avatar, the way of water. December 16th, 2022 is the release date, and uh, he teased that the team has set out once again to push the limits of what cinema can do. And uh, as we've already mentioned, Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness on May 6th, you'll be able to see the trailer. And and they've been making this movie for so long. Forever. That it's in 3D. <laughs> when was the last time you saw a 3D movie? I can't even remember. They handed out glasses at CinemaCon so that people could watch the trailer or the scene the that he was scene. showing. I see. Uh, he's still in New Zealand. You know, he's making <clears throat> yeah. four of these. Uh, yeah. And he's... He, didn't even have time to come home to show them the 3D wow. scene. So uh, that's kind of weird. David O. Russell's latest film yes. is called Amsterdam. I was there. <laughs> Not for uh, the screen. Yeah, I, I don't think there's a connection, but maybe yeah. uh, it, it'll be released November 4th. But check out this cast list. John David Washington. Okay. Margot Robbie. Ooh. Christian Bale. Wow. Robert De Niro. <laughs> De Niro. Zoe Saldana. Anna... Anya Taylor-Joy, Rami Malek, Timothy Oliphant, and there's like four well, or five they couldn't others. get any real stars? I know. I mean, uh, who's not it? Michael Shannon? Wow. Uh, Matthias Schoenertz? I mean, Andrea Rosen? It's just unbelievable, the number of people that are in this movie. And it's supposed to be a 1930s crime epic Ooh. somehow involving one of the America's history's gr- greatest secrets. I don't know what that is, but maybe it's a know Nazi what that thing. Would be. It might be, or you know, nuclear stuff was, but not really full up. Nineteen thirties, though. Yeah, they were developing stuff, but they didn't. You know, Manhattan Project didn't start for you know in, until mid-war, basically. Yeah. Gosh, I don't know. That's interesting. Okay, the Wicked film will come to theaters in two installments. Wicked is just too big for uh, the director John M. Chu to put into one film. But then again. 
the stage this production. This is the wicked. Uh, yeah, the okay. stage production is two hours and forty-five minutes. So, and this has been consistently one of the top-grossing properties on Broadway. It makes uh, about a million dollars weekly, which for Broadway is huge. Universal has been developing this project since two thousand four. And apparently now it's kind of getting locked down and wicked. We'll hit the uh, big screen, but it will be but in, why in two, two volumes. Now well, because they're 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 doing they're cashing in, Steve. Well, that's exactly either that or they could make a five hour because they, movie. I mean, it's not unheard of to see a three hour Batman, for example. Yeah. Well, yeah. Well, yeah okay. okay. I, you're, there you you're go. Right. So you have to buy two tickets. Did you get the the new name of the Mission Impossible movie? No. What is it? Dead Reckoning. Dead Reckoning. Part one. No. Yes, they're doing it too. In a world where, where Tom Dead Cruise Reckoning does happens. crazy stuff. Okay. Well, there you have it. Yeah. That's our movie news. It is. The Movie Show. We'll soon find out that some wizarding families are better than others, Potter. You don't want to go making friends with the wrong sort. On KSL News Radio 102.7 FM and 1160 AM. You know, it's so much fun. To be here today at Rough Tough, and uh, truly the makers of America's finest custom seat covers. And we need to mention, too, they make things to order. So right. it's not like you come in and buy something off a shelf, right. unless it's one of those, you know, things that, you know, is on the back of your seat. And, right. You know, they're just kind of made universal. for universal, as long as you have the adjustable headrest. But these guys are amazing craftsmen. They're they're just artisans. They, yeah, they truly and are. they do take a few weeks sometimes. To yeah, yeah. As the the made to order, and you know, sometimes they can be four or five weeks out. But uh, oh my goodness, what an amazing product! Okay, Stephen. Sure. I think that uh, if we're going to follow the script, should we follow the script here? Ah, uh, since when? <laughs> when have we ever done that? If we follow the script, we have a special guest. Who should be on the line? I'm not sure if he's there yet. I don't think he is yet. Not yet. Okay, so this he's gives, kind of a big deal now since we made. Well, he's a big deal since you know we've we've made the you know Water Garden Theater down there. You know, in he has a cape. Utah too, County has a cape. Well, actually, he's at uh, CinemaCon or has been. Oh. I'm not sure if he's home yet or not. But we're talking about our 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 friend Kyle Larson, who's the general manager. We got to know these guys during COVID, ironically. And all of the creative things that they were doing to kind of keep the exhibition of uh, of movies alive during that, and you know, getting people you know out of their basements. It's pretty creative. What they did was was remarkable. So anyway, we'll be checking in with him. But um, our first um, winner of a pair of tickets to Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of I love it when you say it madness madness. Kind of rolls off your tongue, Steve. Madness. Your your eyes start to twitch a little bit. So that's. But David Moss. I think of you often. <laughs> Thank you. When you're really going crazy, David. Moss. <laughs> Having those weird dreams. David Moss is our first winner, and we have more to give away too. Yes, we can't okay. wait to fill that theater and. Yeah, you know we're really crazy. This is the first time we've done this for a long, long time. I think last time was in uh, game. Yeah, and and then we talked about doing you know the Top Gun. Oh, that's you know, right. Up at Hill Air Force Base, the original, to kind of set the stage, and you know everything just crashed and burned, you know, on a movie show club and everything. But we're oh, we're, we're back. We're getting back. We're back. <laughs> okay, so Kyle, are you uh, are you out there hanging in with us today? Hello, Kyle. Hello, Kyle. I guess he's not there. I heard some breathing a minute ago. 
That's Gustavo. Right. That's Gustavo. No, that's panting. You want to hear? He does <laughs> rhythmic that's, breathing. Yeah, that's that's Gustavo. You can always tell Gustavo's breathing. Hmm. You know, <laughs> just waiting for his. Are you saying he's a dog? No, oh. I'm just saying that we always just keep him on point. <laughs> I don't know how he tolerates us. It's crazy. So I'm I'm still not getting word on Kyle. So maybe we ought to. Re- I can oh I can do a movie really quick for you. Okay, we're going to do a movie real quick while we try to resuscitate Kyle. In fact, the title is longer than this review. It's called The Green Ghost and the Masters of the Stone. Yes, do we have sound on this? I hope not. Yes, uh, I think we do. Okay, here we go. Thousands of years ago, the gods trained us on how to utilize the power of the stone. Machete? I don't need no stinky machete. It's going to be a little bit difficult to take you seriously in that getup. Does that help? Okay. So I think he's taken the idea that they were calling him Gringo, and they, he made it into Green Ghost. And he Green is ghost. a luchador. Luchador. And they, he has a dealership. This is actually he has real. Stretchy pants. He has a stretchy pants, <laughs> and he has a Nissan dealership on the border with Texas and Mexico. Uh-huh. And he was raised by Nana, who brought him in, took him in. And I think it's really this guy's real life. Okay. His name is, uh, what was his name? Uh, Charlie Clark. If you're in Texas, go to Charlie Clark Nissan and get you a car. Okay. So he, I don't, I think he either paid for this movie or I don't know how this happened. But so there's this ancient uh, evil that's evil. And the three people are supposed to defend it. And one of them is Machete, uh, Danny Trejo. <laughs> yeah. He's a brother of Nana, uh-huh. and then there's not, and so they have like green it's got pretty and purple. Here, and, Steve. Uh, uh, sorry, yeah, this is way too much. <laughs> but they have to stop this one sister who is has been locked up for a thousand years, and now she's out. And but we need another person. Who are we going to get? Let's get Green Ghost. Green Ghost. The the uh, the special effects in this are. Uh-huh. Cheesy are as bad as from Book of Mormon movie. You remember how uh, bad those nine were from outer space when they would do. Yeah, the when they oh when zap oh, yeah. Nephi. Uh, it's <laughs> this thing is hilarious. I mean, Danny Trejo is walking around going, I, I don't even know if he had a script. Uh, seriously, is he kind of like the Bella Lugosi in Plan Nine? Yes. Yeah, okay. He just shows up. He's like, I'm very famous. What do you want me to do? I love the fact that Bella Lugosi died halfway through that. So they were they were ghosting him. You know that. Just have the cape and covering the, oh, yeah, the dentist's face. That's true. Yeah, it's true. Uh, so there's a lot of martial arts stuff. Uh-huh. They go to Teotihuacan to uh-huh. like. Uh, it's, How many stars is this? Or what's the grade? Well, you know what? This one it was kind of entertaining. So it's not like you know I really hate you when you do something that's so bad. So C minus is about as low as I was willing to go. Uh-huh. Okay. On Green Ghost and the Masters of the Stone, playing at a Megaplex theater near you. Uh huh. So is that you becoming Latinx? Oh, sorry, yes. Uh huh. I got it. Got or was that spirit. the Sean Connery imitation? Yes, Sean Connery doing <laughs> his best Spanish accent. Okay. Thank you very much. Let's take a brief I'm break. Stab your donut, and, and then should, no, don't. Do not touch the donut. No, I'm going to violate your, your donut. Hands the donut. <laughs> Una puta solo? Yes, Greedo. As a matter of fact, I was just going to see your boss. Tell Java that I've got his money. On KSL News Radio 102.7 FM and 1160 AM. We all know what happens to Greedo. 
Not good. <laughs> Not good. Did he fire first? At all. That's right. There's big debate on that. All right. I think that we actually have the elusive Kyle who is online. I don't think. He's too busy. <clears throat> well, you never know. He's you been know, hobnobbing with the now that, Tom now, Hanks. Now that he's, you know, a big guy and down at, you know, CinemaCon and everything else. I mean, I, I hope Kyle hasn't forgotten the little people he's left behind. Yeah. Yeah. Kyle, are you, are you there? Are you speaking to us? I am here, and I will always speak to you guys hey. anytime you want. Hey, it's so much fun. You know, <laughs> Doesn't we're, matter we're, how big I get. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Big, big, big. <laughs> you know, we, we were talking about some of the fun times we had. <laughs> this sounds weird, doesn't it? During the uh, pandemic, we had some great times, you know, talking with you. But, boy, we were always impressed with your creativity. I hope we got pictures of all that. And what you did. The time that they yeah. were doing Oh, that. it was remarkable. But you got to tell us about uh, CinemaCon. What's going on down there? Yeah, you know, it's been, you know, it's it's been awesome. Honestly, the studios have kind of recommitted to the theaters. Um, a lot of good movies come out. And the kind of the big surprise of the show was they showed us Top Gun. Oh, and, wow. So you've yeah, seen wow it. Is, the whole thing? Yes. Wow. Yes, the whole thing. Did it take and your breath away? It, <laughs> yeah, to say the least, yeah. Oh, yeah. my goodness. I mean, I'll, I'll just say, I'm not going to say much, but I'll just say, Honestly, probably one of the best sequels I've ever seen. It was, wow. it was, it evoked all the emotions. I mean, you had tears, you had laughter, you had good feeling. It was just, oh man, it was just so good. And How it just cool. really, I mean, a crowd full of 3,000 people watching it. And it just felt, it felt like we were back, honestly. You know, I'm, it was, I'm it curious. Was how do they show it? I mean, here we have one of the most anticipated. We've waited now for, you know, heaven only knows how long. It was two years ago that it was supposed to actually be in in theaters. And so how do they exhibit it when you're down at a big convention like that? It, is it in a traditional theater, auditorium? How do they do it? So it's actually, they, ha- they set up a Dolby Atmos screen in the Coliseum at Caesar's oh. Palace. Wow. So we fill the Coliseum full. And that's where everybody watches it. It's like oh. a it's like a hundred foot screen. It's huge. That would be so cool. And you've seen it before. So, I mean, you know, how many people have actually seen that movie now? Three thousand. Who, but who weren't involved in the making of it? Because yeah. there are hundreds and hundreds sure. and hundreds. I'm sure that have watched it in in screening rooms. But how cool is that? What are some of the other movies that you're really looking forward to? And what else kind of got your attention down there at CinemaCon? Yeah. So I mean. They showed us a lot of stuff, all the studios. So we had Paramount, Disney, Lionsgate, Sony, and uh, well, I forget, I'm forgetting one, uh, Warner Brothers and Universal. Yeah. And they showed us some of Jurassic World. Really, that's going to do amazing, I think, you know, for the movies that are going to bring people back to the theater. They, yeah. they, they showed, they talked about Lightyear. Um, that'll be huge. Doctor Strange will be huge. And then into the future, into 2023, they have... Babylon, from the director of La La Land, uh, with mm. Brad Pitt, looks amazing. Uh, next year, you know, just a great slate for the next two years. You know, the the thing that you said right off the bat that really gives me encouragement is what is appearing to be a recommitment of the major movie makers, the studios, to actually commit to support the theaters. And it's a win-win-win. It, it truly is. And to... To not shortchange themselves as filmmakers when they put bazillions of dollars into these movies, make the money at every single stage while pleasing each and every crowd. Yeah. 
And, I mean, that was the magic in the old days of video. They went, wow, you know, even if we didn't really kill it on the movie, we're going to make money on the video and then on the the television rights. Right. And now, why not take advantage of each and every step of the way? Do you feel like, like that commitment is genuine, uh, genuine, or are they just sucking up? So, to, I do feel like it's genuine because... Um, I went to CinemaCon last August, and it was not the same. Uh, this year, the the talent that was there was incredible. We had Robert De Niro. We had Keanu Reeves. We had The Rock. We had all these people walking out on stage and telling us that they want their films in theaters. Yeah. Uh, the second part is John Fithian, who is the chairman of NATO, came out and said, day and date is dead. It doesn't work, which is streaming and theatrical release simultaneously came out and flat out said it's dead. It doesn't work. So oh, I hope so. And the studio really yeah, I do I I if it was that was that was a rough time when they were, you know, holding films from a it was a constant battle. I mean we, they're holding films and then they they would say they're gonna release a film on a day and move it or they'd say they're gonna release a film and then put it on streaming instead and it's just like Yeah. What are we gonna do? And just the commitment from having the heads of the studios there and the talent they brought with them and the slate they brought and the millions of dollars they're spending, I think it's genuine, and I'm genuinely excited for it. Oh, that that sounds great. And because we are seeing that whenever we go to screenings now, and uh, often it's for the, the initial audiences as well. They'll have the major stars of the movie. And almost without exception, the first thing they say is, thank you for coming to see our movie, and thank you for seeing the movie on the big screen the way it was intended to be seen. Lyle, it's always so much fun to uh, chat with you. We admire uh, what the, the creativity that you guys had during the pandemic, and uh, we really appreciate the friendship we have with you here on the movie show. One of these days, you have to come by and, uh, and make an in-studio appearance so we can properly mock you. <laughs> oh, I would, I'm all for it. Anytime. We, Anytime. we might even... You know, I, I was I was in a meeting yesterday. We were talking about uh, KSL's 100th anniversary and some of the things coming up. And I told Ike, you know, our promotions director, I said we got to get more loser T-shirts. And I, I think I think Kyle ought to be one of the first recipients of a great loser T-shirt. <laughs> he's a star member. I would be yeah. honored. I mean, you know, he's just, <laughs> I would be honored. It, I mean, it's a no-brainer, right? Absolutely. Exactly. Hey, <laughs> yeah. Kyle, thanks so much. We appreciate you joining us here on the movie show. Of course, anytime, guys. If you ever need me, let me know. All right, All right thanks. Kyle Larson, who's the uh, general manager of the Water Gardens Theaters down there and uh, in you know the American Fork area. and uh, the Pleasant Grove. Yeah. Pleasant Grove, that's right, and uh, northern Utah County. They, uh, they kind of take care of those folks there. The Movie Show. I am wondering, why are you here? I'm looking for someone. Looking? Found someone you have, I would say. <laughs> On KSL News Radio 102.7 FM and 1160 AM. The movie show here at KSL News Radio. Okay, Stephen, we ought to review another movie here. Okay. Which one should we do? Well, we're out of movies, so we can do a... That's right. We had kind of a slim picking week. You know, let's save Banner of Heaven for a little while. Okay. Um, how about we do... Um, yes. The Offer. Ooh, The Offer. Okay. Do we have some sound on that, Gustavo? Paramount is going to come crashing down. We need hits. You've read The Godfather, right? Godfather. Sir, who hasn't? We've been all over town. No one wants to make this movie. So I need you to produce it. 
can't go in. I can't believe you told me you read it. You better read fast on the plane. Oh, yeah, that's big. <laughs> you don't recognize that last person's voice. That's Juno Temple from Ted Lasso doing her American. Really? Yeah. Oh, wow. She is the executive assistant to Al Ruddy, played by uh, Miles Teller. Yeah. Who was just, this guy, he was a programmer for Rand Corporation yeah. doing computer programming. And he thought, you know, he's talking to a guy and a, they were a friend of his. They went to the hotel Chateau Marmont and they were mingling with the cool people. And one guy says, did you say Hotel Mormon or Marmon? Whatever. What if it's Mormon? It's here in Salt Lake City. Not that Mormon. Oh, OK. All right. You know, the famous one where they all go and hang out and blah, blah, yeah, blah. OK. Anyway, so he's, he's like, I, I, we should do a movie together. You seem to know, you know your stuff. The guy came up with Hogan's Heroes. Really? Yeah. He goes, well, they tried to sell it. and, they got, and the were, So were, were they basing it off of the old Stalag 17? Yes, yeah, okay. except they wanted it to be a comedy. And, the, <laughs> and know, Paley doesn't said. Doesn't that just sound insane? Oh, you should have heard Paley. He goes, comedy out of a you know, goes, prisoner war camp. Sir, Nazis aren't, aren't funny. funny. And he goes, well, these Nazis are. Well, Steven Spielberg found out they can be really interesting, perfect villains and funny. Yeah. So, yeah, he started, but he really didn't want to end up there. And he kind of just ambushed um, Robert Evans one day on the lot. He goes, how did you get in here? He goes, "Ah, security's not that great here. Yeah. And he goes, you kind of remind me of me. Uh, Why don't you come see me uh, later on and we'll talk, you know. And so he got a deal. He actually went to... to, um, where they were filming, I think it was Guadalajara or somewhere, where they yeah. were filming uh, Butch Cassidy and Sundance Kid, trying to get Redford yeah. to be in Little Halsey or Big Halsey and Little... little Big Foss and Little Halsey. Little Foss and Big yeah. Halsey, yes. Talked him into making that movie, and it was a bomb. It did yeah. not do well. Um, and Redford's comments were really pretty funny. He says, who are you again? He says, what, what have you done? Hogan's Heroes? Why are you here? Because the guy flew all the way down there to try to yeah. get... Anyway... But Bob Evans, Robert Evans, loved him. Yeah. He says, you remind me of me, kid. And so they got the rights to do um, Mario Puzo's yeah. book. But at the beginnings, he wrote this whole big story about you know immigrants from Italy, and it didn't sell five copies. Yeah. But then somebody said, well, why don't you do something about the mafia? He goes, dude, I can't stand the mafia. I would hate doing it. His wife said, well, make it about a family. That's yeah. in the mob. And he goes, oh, wait, you got an idea there. So, boom. And that book was a huge hit. Yeah. And now cool. they made Al Ruddy the the producer. And as he's trying to get people on board, the guy that plays uh, Francis Ford Coppola yeah. is uh, Dan Fogler, who was, is the goofy guy in uh, uh, yeah. Fantastic Beasts. Right, right. Yeah, the baker. Yeah. He's perfect, Francis. Oh, man. How cool is Bob that? E- Robert Evans is perfect. The guys that they got yeah. to play these parts are dead on. Yeah. Isn't that the magic about The Godfather, though? The fact that they make this Italian family that's out there killing people. They make them so sympathetic. And Vito Corleone, you can't help but love the guy. Oh, but Frank Sinatra. Oh, punched it. Well, so out. He, well, they were going. They were going to get after it, and they were at a restaurant. It's all in there, and that's the thing I love about this. I've only seen the first episode. It's on Hulu, uh, and it's called The Offer. Is it on? No, it's Paramount Plus. Sorry. Okay. Paramount Plus. All right. Uh, the Offer. I've seen the first episode, and I love behind the scenes movie making stuff. And yeah. this has a great cast, and so far, 
I'm I'm intrigued. I'll tell you, I became a, 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 a weirdness, you know, a Bob Evans fan. D read the book, and then I read the book. You know, the kid stays in the picture. The yeah. guy is just crazy, insane, wonderful. Yeah, and, and lives life to the fullest. You'll I, see all of that. I in told this. you my favorite story is when Ali McG- he's married to Ali McGraw. Right. And Ali said, you know, i got to go down to Texas. i got to shoot a movie. And he goes, why don't you come with me? Nah, nah, I don't want to do that. You know, nah, you go down there. Well, you know, I go down there as Steve McQueen. He goes, nah, you'll like Steve. <laughs> oh, no kidding. Yeah. In the book, he goes, what was I thinking <laughs> to send my wife, Ali McGraw, kind of mad at me for not going, yeah. down to Texas to hang out with Steve McQueen? Yeah. Was I insane? They don't get into that in the first episode, but they're together in the yeah. first episode. And uh, it, I, I, I'm kind of curious to see how the, cool. where this goes. All right. And it's called The Offer? The Offer. Okay. It's on Paramount+. Play. The Movie Show. You could just write your own roles, you know, write something that's as interesting as you are. What are you going to do? At my own club. On KSL News Radio 102.7 FM and 1160 AM. Okay, I think we ought to do some streaming news here real, real quick. So here we go. Ladies and gentlemen, the movie show streaming news. Planning on a weekend of binge watching? Streaming your favorite movie or a new show? Doug and Steve sort through it all. So you only binge the best. It's the movie show streaming reviews on KSL News Radio. Okay, remember last week the brouhaha over winning time? Oh, yeah. And uh, apparently uh, there are those that have been uh, really hammering HBO. Jerry West is very unhappy. So anyway, uh, the dramatization of certain facts and events, it was supposed to provide a bit of cover when HBO puts that up. It's a dramatization and so on. But the former Los Angeles Lakers coach and general manager, Jerry West, uh, depicted in the series by Jason Clark, fired off a legal letter to Warner Brothers. And basically demanding a retraction, an apology, unspecified damages for, quote, false and defamatory portrayal. So HBO has just been keeping their mouth shut until now. Uh Uh-oh. And they say HBO has a long history of producing compelling content drawn from actual facts and events that are fictionalized in a part for dramatic purposes. Winning Time is not a documentary, has not been presented as such. However, the series and its depictions are based on extensive factual research and reliable sourcing. HBO stands resolutely behind our talented creators and cast who have brought a dramatization of this epic chapter in basketball history. And so, in other words, they're just going, go pound sand. Well, do you hear his response? I will take this to the Supreme Court if we'll I see. have to. It'll be interesting. The thing is, though. Uh, of everything I've ever learned about Jerry West, he was the kindest, sweetest man on the planet. His their interpretation oh, of yeah, him I know. is horrifying. I know. He's a foul mouthed drinking fool. And so I'd be ticked too, but anyway. Be interesting because you know, first of all, anti defamation is really, really tough defamation things. Especially if you're and, a, a and public freedom figure. of speech and everything else. And if, if if they said, you know, this is a documentary, wow, then they'd have a case. Yeah. So what have you got for us, Stephen? Well, I mean, literally been watching so many different, you know, I, like Barry's finishing up. They're all kind of coming down right now. Uh, <clears throat> Barry is on HBO Max, started Sunday. Uh, the AMC, uh, Better Call Saul, started on Monday. 
the offer we just talked about. Um, I mean, it's just there's just tons. Uh, Ozark. Yeah. We'll get into that a little later, but season four, part two, they did seven episodes. Okay. I just watched the the last seven episodes, and I, I'm a little unhappy. Okay. As much as I enjoyed that show. Guess what? Netflix is cutting because of subscriber losses. Animation. Oh. Animation. It, and it's I so see, weird. We knew this would happen. Several high-profile animated series have now been canceled, including the long-awaited adaptation of Bone, which has been critically acclaimed. And uh, they're saying this is a real blow, but it goes on. For example... The Jurassic Park? It, well, the animated adaptation of Roald, uh, Roald Dahl's The Twits has been canceled. Oh. And apparently it goes on. And Netflix animation used to say... We want to be the home of everyone's favorite show. Now, the CEO of Netflix is saying, we want to make what our customers want to see. (laughs) So it's kind of the old thing. Do we give them the news they need or do we give them the news they want? Well, they spent so much money. And the problem is the subscribers. 222 million and 100 million people get it for free. I know. That's not good. Okay. So, have you got anything else, or can we talk about the Reacher thing? Oh, what's happening Did you see Reacher? this? Okay, Reacher, season two might not have the same characters as season one. And now some of that, at first that sounds a little shocking, but it's a whole different story. So some yeah, but people, he's the same. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah, they're, they're not talking. But they said it's unknown if any of the characters, and I think they could say sub-characters, from season one will return to the next season. But they opened the possibility if uh, the writers and everybody on the creative team come up with an idea that organically brings some of those characters back into Reacher's Season 2. It's unknown which story that uh, the Season 2 will adapt. There are dozens of novels, tons of short stories to choose from, so it's kind of up in the air. So. Yeah, there are very few repeat characters yeah. in his books. I mean, yeah. Reacher obviously is the key. Well, and then some of but them. the deputy. Well, even like in Justified, you know, I mean, when, when the old Look ma- at you getting into Justified. When the old matriarch of the holler decides that she's lost her babies, and so, she, you know, she oh, goes away. Isn't she good? Oh, man, she is great. She's been great in everything. She was great. And you're, what is her name? I, Marge? Uh, I can't remember her name, but she's been in everything. She's, she's that actress. You can always spot her. You love her. Do you remember when she, when she was the secretary in Secretariat? Oh, yeah. Do you remember yeah. She, they were rejecting all the names, so she just goes, well, I'm the sec- secretariat. And she's that old gal. She's great. I so, do love her. Anyway. I, I, I'm at a loss to try to remember yeah, what Yeah, I can't remember is. her name either. We'll have to look it up. That's what Dolan's for. Is it Margo? No. That's something. You know, it's something. Hey. Pick of the Week on the KSL Movie Show. That was the something pick of the week. <laughs> Not it quite sure. Pick, no, pick of the Week. Pick Pick of the week. Yeah, let's restart it because, you know, D is kind of a diva. It's got to be perfect. So here we go. (laughs) Okay, let me talk. (laughs) It's the official quirky pick of the week on the KSL Movie Show. Okay, there we go. There we go, D. As long as you don't talk about me being quirky. I hate that when you say, what quirky things have you done this week or something. That's not good. Well, I keep a list. So, you know. Okay, well, let's let's do move on from that. Yes. Uh, 
You probably wonder what I've been watching this week because we haven't been watching too much together except we watched the movie Memory, which we right. both found pretty interesting. Yeah. Well, I would recommend it. I, I was you, surprised yeah. how much I liked yeah, it. Yeah, I was too. And then, of course, we're back to Justified. And, and the woman's name yes. is Margot Martin. Martindale, Martindale yes. yeah, Martindale. Mags, plays right, Mags. Mags. So we're in the third season, and there's this scene that I just, I just wanted to replant. I loved it so much. So two of the drug dealers. There's so many drug dealers in the world. He was who, a big pawn shop who guy. Knew? Yeah. So they're faced off against Arlen, Raylan, Raylan, Raylan. Raylan Those southern names. They're like Deanne and Norse. But anyway, yeah. they're faced off against Raylan, and he keeps saying, "Put your guns down." Put your guns down. He's looking left and right. Put your guns down. Then do you know what happens? Then they shoot each other. <laughs> it was so weird because he's there, and, and the, all the focus is on, is Raylan going to be safe? Yeah. And he's kind of trying to defuse it, and he goes, well, no. And But anyway, the two, the, the big pawn shop guy and his yeah. little lackey, they start Arguing more. Arguing yeah. with each other. And he goes, no, no. And you can just see Raylan's <laughs> eyes getting bigger and bigger. And they turn and they shoot each other. You, you kind of had to be there. But you That's know what how... I love about that show. And uh-huh. his reactions are just like, well, sh- shoot. And that's yeah, not exactly that's right. what he said. But, yeah, but yeah. It, it was. I like it when there was one big guy and he walks, you know how he does that sideway walk. Thing. Yeah. Yeah. Like it, yeah. He goes, I'd like to knock that Gary Cooper walk right out of you. <laughs> yeah. I have well, to admit, I'm a big fan of Boyd. Yeah. Oh, Boy Crowder, Boy like Crowder. I, I don't. Like there's something about it, and you can tell that you know he and Raylan have this bizarre relationship because there's a friendship, there's and they a went life to saved. Kindergarten they together. went to school, oh, yeah. they, they worked in the mines together, yeah. and there's this wary friendship yeah. there. Where, but respect, yeah, kind of an interesting it's, it's respect. Bizarre. So you can always tell Walt, what Doug Walton and I are That's yeah. kind of was his big break. To he's been in all kinds yeah. of movies since. Yeah, then. he's a good actor. Yeah, he he realized. Now, I've been watching a series by myself. It's on Showtime. It's called The First Lady. Have you seen it? I've seen commercials for it, and I've just seen, you know, the poster yeah, for it. Yeah, I, I want to recommend it for the people that like that type of history. Was I think, Viola Davis playing? <clears throat> yeah, he, uh, Michelle Obama. Yeah. Well, yeah, she plays Michelle Obama, but it's about three. It has three episodes, and the first two have dropped. It's on Showtime, and it's about three of the first ladies, and they go back and forth in time. So they do Eleanor Roosevelt, and that's Gillian Anderson. Remember what a good job she did yeah. uh, on Margaret Thatcher well, yeah, in The right. Crown? Right. And then they have Viola. Viola Davis playing Michelle Obama, which doesn't I'm quite sorry, fit. the weakest. Well, the hair and the dress well, and, and, and I, the age. I'm the last person you know? to talk yeah. about ageism, but she's like 56. Michelle's in her 30s in this, and and she's a lot older than the guy who plays uh, Barack O.T. Fagbali, Fag Fagbali, or something like that. He was in Ma Rainey. He's got a really good background. Oh, He's oh, really yeah. a, he does a great guy. He sounds just like Obama. But the killer, the killer is Michelle Pfeiffer as Betty Ford. Yeah. Oh my gosh, she nails it. Really, she nails yeah. it. And Aaron Eckhart plays Jerry Ford, and the, it's it's they're really good. It's a, it's an interesting series. They have just really big names. Guess who plays Franklin Roosevelt? You will never guess. When I heard that Bill Murray was going to play Franklin Roosevelt, yeah, I was blown was away. So. so it's Kiefer Sutherland. Really? And he's good. Wow. He's not tall enough, but yeah. he's good. He's very good. He gets it. He's, well, you can usually get away with Franklin Roosevelt because, you know, he's, he's seated right. almost all the time. And so maybe you can kind of get away with that. Yeah. Yeah. So it, I huh. would recommend it if you like the historic, you know, if you, yeah. if you like the historic backstory. It's in its first season. I wonder if, if it does well, if they'll do another season, then. 
three more ladies, but the casting is fascinating. The eras, the way they go back and forth from the, the 90s to the 60s to the 40s. They, yeah, it, yeah cool. it's real interesting. So, And I'm interested to see this one called The Staircase on HBO with Colin Firth. Oh. It was a, a true crime thing where they did some documentaries on yeah. it and a guy pushed his wife down the stair but said it was an accident. Anyway, it's got a good cast. And, he's uh, a favorite Tony, actor Tony Collette, yeah. he's a favorite actor of mine, too. Oh, I really she's like in him. So, yeah, oh. I thought you might have, but no. I have I've seen the trailer for yeah. it, but I have not watched it. Okay, so okay. I think you're going to like the offer. Too. Oh, I wrote it down. We are going to watch it. I'm I'm yeah. really interested. I'm in that. I like those it. backstories too. It's funny too. and yeah. it's it, well, as I mentioned, is she's the reason I know anything about Bob Evans at all. You yeah, know, when actually, you were reading the book, I actually and then read I read quite it. a few of those biographies yeah. and autobiographies. Yeah, Matthew on. Good does a really nice job. I like playing him too. Robert he's he's really yeah. cute. He's great. Yeah. So is that the quirkiness for the week? Yeah, didn't get, get very, more quirk. Didn't get very quirky. No more quirks. No, no. But I keep debating if we should watch Ozark. I mean, Doug likes things to be a little lighter, and sometimes he's not in the no, mood. No, it's not light. You know, yeah. often when I'm binging and watching a series, I wanted something I, I don't have to agonize over. Yeah, I like it like to be something a Looney little Tunes, Daffy Duck, Looney you know, Tunes, Daffy yeah. Duck. <laughs> no, th- Thank this you. is an, an attention. At least you didn't grabber. say Daisy Duck. <laughs> it's an attention grabber, but it is yeah. not a. It's, it's not just a, had so much acclaim, you know. It really has. Well, yeah, it's gotten a lot of people's attention. In the last seven episodes are really gonna. Okay. It, it got really, really good, and then what? 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 Okay. okay. Well, that's what I know. All right. Hey, thank you. You're sure welcome. The movie show. Holtzman, come on. The hat is too much, right? Is it the wig or the hat? On KSL News Radio 102.7 FM and 1160 AM. Okay, Steve, do you know what time it is? It's 11. No, 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 no. Are you still on Amsterdam this, time? Yeah. You know, for a while, my Fitbit would not go back. I had to go onto my phone and go, oh, hey. Oh, no. You know, yeah. Well, you, you kept know. giving us all kinds of weird. Uh, well, it was eight hours difference. Yeah, I know. You know. So weird. So anyway, you know, I was warning everybody. I warned Dave. Becca, I'm warning Becca over there. She's on the phone. She's going to love this. Cindy's needs to run. Cindy is... All right, you know, it's time for the movie show top. Okay. She likes you, too. You might not want to do this. (laughs) Well, we can change that in a hurry. Okay, so, uh, Gustavo. And now, ladies and gentlemen. Are these stain proof? It is. It is time for the movie show top (gasps) ten. Back there, cutting one of the patterns and just kind of, you know, yeah. Start over. Yeah. Even the machine, the act- even the machine freaked out. Yeah. The movie show top ten. This is a fine movie show and KSL tradition. Yeah. That three or four people look forward to every now and then. Which explains why number ten movie is on this list. Oh. oh. <laughs> Ambulance. Okay. Hey, this is actually a sponsored segment. Believe it or not. Yes. And it's sponsored by our friends at Call Climate Services up in Centerville, Utah. That's right. But I'm getting closer and closer to Colin Scott to come and hook up the boiler to natural gas. Ooh, you're about ready to switch over. Down in Eureka, it's getting serious. It's getting serious. Running water in your future? Running water, you know, get rid of the outhouse, it's going to be big. Woo-hoo. All right, so here we go. The number 10 movie in America, actually in North America, is Ambulance. Oh, man. This is such a weird movie. You know, a little over $20 million in its three weeks. 
Michael Bay has not created a big hit here. How's it doing internationally? Uh, 27 foreign. It's at 47 total. Okay. Morbius has been out four weeks. It's made a little over $70 million domestically. 87 foreign at 157 But this okay. movie only came out a month ago and already is gone. Done. I know. Father Stew. Uh, I still have not caught up on this, but I'm looking forward to it. And it's about $15 million domestically. Huge numbers overseas, $743. Really? That much? $743. Gee, in, Period. in France, that would be five tickets. <laughs> okay, so what do we got here? The Lost City. You know, it's kind of hanging out. It's been here for five weeks. It's made about $86 million domestically. I was not a big fan of this movie. Yeah, but it... It does have a draw. Was that a Steve sales? Yeah. 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 Okay. Uh, number six is Everything Everywhere All at Once, about $27 million domestically. By the way, when I was on the phone with Michael Fox from the box office at Hale, yeah. he says, if you don't see this by the time I see you next next Friday, we're going to He's going to beat you with a stick? He says it's the best movie he's seen in years. Really? Wow. Yeah. This is our Michael Fox out at Hale Center Theater. Yeah. Wow. Okay. The so unbe- I got to go see it. The unbearable weight of massive talent. You know, I honestly thought this would do better than this. Just a little over, you know, just about $8 million domestically. Another two, four, and it's at 11. Ooh. That's that, not good. That ain't good, especially with the hype on this one. Well, yeah, and Pascal, I mean, yeah. think what you will about, you know, Nick yeah. Cage, but Pascal has given it everything he's got. Yeah. Well, The Northman, the movie that I said makes the uh, – the uh, uh, Braveheart? No, no, oh. gr- Green Knight. The, I almost said the Green Giant. <laughs> <laughs> the Green Knight and The Last Duel look like sitcom pilots. I uh, don't understand. the. Re- you're saying that they weren't watched. They were big movies that no one saw? No, so, I'm saying they were dark oh. and they were Did gritty. Did you see The Green Knight? Yeah. Oh, dark and gritty and uh, this odyssey that goes on and on and on and all of the... Just that darkness of those ages. Well, they look absolutely light compared to the Northmen. Am I right or am I Did you not like the movie at all? I mean, did... Not much. I really didn't. I thought it was kind of And Nicole Kidman, she was in the obligatory war uh, role of the the king's wife, and she's in everything, and she did not fit in there. Hmm. I disagree. Oh, well, okay. Contrarian. (laughs) Uh, and it's not doing that well. Just a little over, you know, about thirteen million domestically. Billions overseas, though. Like five million. That's what twelve. Twelve. Okay. Uh, Fantastic Beats. 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 Now I would see that movie. <laughs> the Fantastic Beats. That's like the Attack of the Killer Tomatoes. Okay. Fantastic Beasts: The Secrets of Dumbledore. Here's the secret. It's not good. Uh, it's better than you thought, but it's. I'm. I'm. I have to admit. I'm bored with these Fantastic Beast movies. Yeah, I have to admit. But there there were some moments in this that I really liked. You mentioned Fogel, the guy that plays the baker. Yeah. And that there, there's some great characters oh, in wait here. Wait till you but, see him as Francis Ford Coppola. Yeah. Anyway, it made about $68 million. What is it, what's it doing internationally? Uh, 213 foreign. It's at 282. So 282. Yeah. 
Sonic the Hedgehog 2. This is hanging in there. hundred and Almost $150 million domestically. Another 142 foreign. It's yeah. about to go over $300 million bucks. Yeah. It's a, it's, yeah. How many times have we said this? You put out a halfway decent animated movie that's kind of targeted to the kids that doesn't offend the parents, and you got a hit. Do you think Jim Carrey is going to rethink his? Uh, probably. His, yeah. his edict. Yeah. I'm undone. I shan't do it. Okay. Then no. The Bad Guys is the number one movie in... North America, just a little over about about twenty five million dollars. Uh, but double that, sixty four yeah. foreign. It's at ninety. Not bad. Well, there you have it, ladies it's a good and gentlemen. Movie, by the way, the movie show top ten, yeah. sponsored by our friends at Call Climate Services. You'd have an ending thing too. To you know, no, no, no. I, I, I figure I just give it my all. You know, I'm, I'm so out of energy and just so taxed over the amazing performance. While you're doing it, or by the amazing performance that I do at the beginning of the movie show Top Ten, I just can't muster that much energy and strength and talent again. (laughs) What are you laughing at? All of that. Uh Pretty much all of that. The Movie Show. We are really fighting the clock, and every minute counts. What is it? They're all slots? On KSL News Radio 102.7 FM and 1160 AM. All right, Stephen, on that note, how about if we talk about... The Banner of Heaven. Oh, yeah. I, I, everybody and their dog is asking me about this. And I know you've seen more episodes than I have. But let's get a little sound from The Banner of Heaven. A woman and her 15-month-old child were murdered in their home. We are asking the public for their help. The evidence points to things and to beliefs that I have only ever heard whisperings about. I don't go digging in the past, and neither should you. Okay. You know, uh, ever since I saw the episodes, I've seen one and two. I wondered, you know, how, how, how do you present this? Because, first of all, I remember it. I remember 1984. Oh, I remember yeah. that Pioneer Day. I remember thinking, what in the world is going on? And remember, this was real close to the time that all of the Mark Hoffman things were going on. And you're going, good grief, can the news out of Utah be any worse and, uh, you know, I remember even, uh, and I wasn't doing a full-time show in 1984. I started in 1985. But I remember when I've talked about these things, you know, it's important to remember that, yes, this event happened. It was as horrific as it was portrayed. I interviewed Ron Lafferty on death row. I talked to him about this. I talked, you know, and we reported on it and so on. There's no sugarcoat in this thing. And so uh, having said that, I, I thought that how it was portrayed was quite well done. I mean, you see blood and everything everywhere, but not it, it doesn't go as far as it, it, it right. could have. But it was horrific enough. And it when, was almost through the eyes of the officers. The, and when Andrew Garfield is walking through, you know, Brenda and Erica, Erica. was the baby walking through the home and it is so shocking and so horrific and i mean he literally is just tears in his eyes and you know he comes out the officer he said you know go in photograph it. he goes i don't know if i can go back in and he basically tells him you know come on stand up do your job get in there and how the community and again this is east rockwell you know and yeah, why didn't they just go a, with american I, I know it's a yeah, I, th- I think they were kind of on, on a porter rockwell thing that you know angel of anyway that was weird and to watch it unfold at that point from the investigation the important thing to remember is this shows a microcosm of utah it shows a horrific ex- experience 
it shows a family within the LDS culture. And, you know, when I, t- when I talked to Ron, you know, he, he said, you know, yeah, I was, I served on the first city council. I was in the bishopric. I did all of this. And, you know, and his brothers and his father, the chiropractor, everything else, and it's all portrayed there. But I've often said, and I'll say it here again, there is nothing in this world that scares me more than religious fanaticism. That's scary. And I don't care what religion it is. I don't care if it's Christian. I don't care if it's LDS. I don't care if it's the Spanish Inquisition. I don't care if it's Islam planning, you know, and Islam, that's way too grand to say, you know, but those who have taken the evil road within the, the religion, there is nothing that scares me more than religious fanaticism. And that's exactly what we had here. People who took the dark and evil underbelly path of, of their religion. The, th- the only thing that really troubled me in this movie is I can see how people can be left with the impression like, good grief, are all, and I'll use the old term, are all Mormons like this? Yeah. Is, is the entire LDS church like this? And, you know, and there are some portrayals where you kind of see that kind of wonderful kind of oddness of the, of the Mormon culture where we band together like when he's working on the case, can't be home. It's his daughter's birthday. They're getting ready for her baptism. Oh, yeah. So what does he do? He calls the Relief Society president. He can't be home to help. So he calls sister somebody or another and the whole Relief Society goes over there and the kid has more birthday cakes and candy and crap to eat than they can even imagine. Yeah. And that's one of the quirky, really cool sides of it. But <clears throat> I don't know how you tell this story without dwelling on the, the darkness that occurred. I just fear that if somebody really isn't familiar with the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, if they're not familiar with the background and the culture, and do we have some rough edges and some dark episodes? Sure. Absolutely. And that's the focus. Crack our focuses and drives it home like a nail. So, uh, but I'll tell you, for me, it was like reliving a bit of a nightmare and uh, reliving my conversation with Ron Lafferty. And uh, so I'm, I'm curious to see what's going to happen. The other thing, too, and it's troubling for a Latter-day Saint, but when you see the intimacies, and I have not seen the episode, but I saw the preview, where you're inside the temple oh, and yeah. you're watching a sacred ceremony right. and you go, ooh. And then in the first episode, there was some nudity that I thought was totally gratuitous and so i don't know i'm I'm interested in your opinion on this well i I have to admit i am fascinated in the idea that how can you go from such a christian level of love and and end up at such a horrifying absolutely brutal murder and i think they do a pretty good job of watching the lafferty's go down that path the the thing that they felt that they were special or that they, they had the tax issues and they were fighting against the government. And then realizing, you know, that, that maybe we could go back to the fundamentalist idea of having you know, multiple wives. And Ron was interested in doing that, but definitely Dan. To me, watching this, I thought Ron made the most sense of anybody initially. But when his wife and the other wives, and, and Brenda, who was the victim here, right. she was from a family that was kind of a liberal LDS family up in... 
up in Idaho. Well, and liberal compared to the Lafferty's. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Holy cow. Yeah, exactly. I mean, you know, she yeah. wasn't off the edge or right, anything. Right, right. But she was, she'd get in their face a little bit and say, yeah, come on, Well, guys. she had spunk. She had spirit. She believed that a woman had other things to do rather than maybe just babysit her man. Right. You know, I'm not going to sit here and handhold the priesthood right. holder all day. And that just, they flew Freaked into the Lafferty's a, yeah. out. Yeah. So all that is interesting. The parts that bug me and the part that you mentioned about they say fundamentalists, but you don't really get to understand it. There are snippets of, they go back to Carthage, they go back to the... Mountain Meadows. Han, like, Han Mill yeah. episode, but they don't explain it. Yeah. And so it makes it look like it's just all one big happy family yeah, when in a fact... Big mush and it's not. They do get to the point where, you know, the Lafferty's, Dan and Ron, were eventually excommunicated, uh, and that right. didn't help them going down this path of being you know, set apart and, and doing their own thing. But yeah, uh, the, the temple worship thing made me very uncomfortable. Uh, yeah. Some of those things. And I, I think I wish that I, I, I've talked to Lance Black, the, the guy who wrote this screenplay. He was at LDS at a point and is no longer, but they didn't really have anybody on site that was a current Mormon yeah. just to kind of give them like, all right, here's what's really happening. Right. It just seems like they took a few liberties here and there. And I've only into episode five. There are seven. Yeah. Apparently, the Andrew Garfield character has a Crisis issue with of faith. Of yeah. faith. Yeah. I want to see how that plays out yeah. because that kind of bugs me a little bit. But, uh, again, I was an intern at Channel 2 when this happened. Yeah. I was working for KSL Channel 5 and radio when this happened. And, well, I'll never forget it. And the fact that it happened on Pioneer Day. You know, I've heard a little criticism because one of the opening scenes is he's out playing with the girls and they want him to, to dress. But they look like little fundamentalist girls. Oh, and yeah. They had like and, the polygamous little Yeah, but it, but it was it was the mother, come, come on in, change out of your outfits because it was a Pioneer Day thing. Right, right. So it wasn't, you know, so, but they're so easily, you know, confusable out there. So, and I get it, but it's just when they throw in those historical snippets, I I thought, you really need to come. And when does it happen? They see this, and well, it's in the 1840s. They see this, and it's 1859. You see this, and it's, uh, you know, the one thing that kept going through my mind, you know, because Ron, at least in the episodes I've seen, is fairly sympathetic. The dad is just mean to him yeah and you know and what he does to his dog we won't even talk about oh that was horrifying but you know i I mean ron told me some personal things that happened when they were kids you know i'm sitting there on death row talking to this guy and you know and but i'll I'll never forget at one point i I asked him about the killings and i said well ron if if dan's so responsible why is dan in prison for life and you're on death row and he just, I'll never forget what he said. He just looked at me and goes, well, you'll have to ask Dan about that. And I went, wow. One of the things was that he forbid his lawyers to say that he has mentally. Oh, I know. You know, that he was having yep. some mental issues. Yep. He said, absolutely not. I was clear, yep. clear headed. I went back to that old, old Testament blood atonement thing and just dredged it up. And there you know, it is. And it's uh, yep. Yeah, this is it's not an easy watch. No, this is a challenging watch for everyone. And, you know, I've 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 met John Krakauer and I I like him. I have a lot of respect for him. I've I've read, you know, his books and uh, this one I don't think is his best. Honestly, I think Into the Wild is a much better book. And I think, you know, Thin Air is a much better book. But, uh, you know, he's uh, he's not he's not a, a sensational monger. Yeah, Let's put it but, that but way. So take a you know just for a second the cast in this. Oh, I know. 
I mean, you got Andrew Garfield, you got Gil uh, in Birmingham, uh, Birmingham. From, from Yellowstone. I mean, you've got uh, Wyatt. Uh, oh yeah, what, Russell. What, yeah, Wyatt Russell. Kurt Russell's kid is in this. Sam Worthington from Avatar. Yeah. Uh, I mean, there's some heavy hitters. And then Heyerdahl, who plays the the old man. Yeah, he's you know, uh, oof, man. Really okay, dude. we've been talking about Under the Banner of Heaven, and 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 it's a hard talk. It's a hard judgment. It's it's a tough series to watch. It's gonna it's gonna have some real sensitivity for the LDS community, no doubt about it. Yeah. It rips a couple of band aids off, and yeah. so anyway, it'll be interesting and to see. And it's on. Uh, it's what is it? Hulu. Uh, yeah, it's Hulu. It's a seven episode uh, limited series. Okay. Two of them start today, and then I think they're doing one week after that. Okay. We are a little shortchanged on time, but, you know, our friends at the Megaplex Theaters, they are terrific. They're coming through for us, not only every week on the movie show, but they are really coming through for us for KSL's 100th anniversary. And that includes that special screening that we've been touting and we've been giving away tickets to. And uh, as a matter of fact, we're going to do this the easy way. I'm going to ask Gustavo to clear the lines. Today, there shan't be a loser. There shall only be... A wiener. Who are you? I know. I've I've just seen I've seen the light. What have you? Did you leave Doug in Amsterdam? I did. <laughs> I'm I'm his avatar. So okay, here's the deal. Gustavo's clearing the lines. We're going to take caller number one, and not only the traditional movie show prize of the two tickets and the drinks and the popcorn and yeah. the whole thing. We're going to throw in two tickets to Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness, and let's find out who's on the line. Hi, who's this? Hello. Hello. Hi, who's this? John. John? We're going to have to make this yes, short sir. and sweet, but you are a big wiener. Yeah. Congratulations. We're going to put you on hold. We're going to get you the goodies, and we'll see you at that special screening. And it is 12 o'clock. You noon. will be there. Big, yeah, you will be there. <laughs> and you will like it. <laughs> and uh, tonight, when you go home, please make sure that you hug the people you love. I'm Dave Cauley, investigative journalist and host of the podcast, Cold. In October of 1985, a woman named Cherie Warren left work at a busy Salt Lake City office. To meet her estranged husband at a downtown auto dealership. She never made it home. Cherie's car surfaced weeks later in Las Vegas. In the parking lot of a hotel casino. No one knows how it got there. Strange. It was strange. Both Cherie's estranged husband and her boyfriend raised suspicion for investigators. I kind of thought that he might have done something. But no arrests were ever made. In Cold Season 3, we dig into double lives, make new connections in the case, and examine the difficulty raised by reasonable doubt. We want answers just as much as anyone else. They have creeps like that now, too, so nothing's changed. That's the new Cold Season 3, The Search for Cherie. Now available anywhere you get your podcasts.